What's up, you guys? Welcome to the August 2nd edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Getting ready to play our favorite game in fantasy, the old Who Would You Rather Own game. With me to do so is Ryan Glass. What's up, man? Uh, not much. I'm, I look forward to this a little game show and podcast form. I'll do the whole thing. Um, so yeah, we um, you, you could edit in the game, the theme song post. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> and during the season, maybe. But uh, shout out to all you guys, <laughs> off season pod listeners for fantasy hoops. Like you guys are who we do the pod for. Yeah, uh, we go. got a lot of a lot of questions from you guys. Some of them are in the weeds. So I don't want to go and kind of talk about it for a couple minutes if it's only pertaining to one or two people. But we got a lot of great ones. And then Ryan and I also came up with some. Um, so yeah, we, we try to get as many in here as you can. Um, but and also, to just like when you go to the grocery store for asking fantasy questions, you got to have uh, an ID. No, I'm just kidding. Um, anyways, let's just hop in this thing. And we're pretty much going 9-cat here, unless otherwise noted. So keep that in mind. Um, we'll mention 8-cat if we need to, but... Uh, yeah. Not too much applies here. Usually, we and we have. To... What, oh, up? sorry. I was just gonna say we have nearly thirty questions, so a lot of these we're not gonna go super deep, and yeah. if they if they start to repeat, we might just skip them. But we'll we'll do our damn best to answer all of them. Actually, let me start with this one because there were a couple. There's a lot of buzz guys, partly because of that's what we talk about, partly because of summer league, all this stuff. So I'm gonna flip our um, our top two that we had written down. And the question, my favorite question, I've asked every person uh, on this pod from the last week and a half, uh, and I'm going to tie in. So there are a lot of questions about Jared Allen and John Collins with other guys. So the old Jared Allen versus John Collins question, and then we got a lot of Laurie versus Collins, Prince versus Laurie. So pretty much just try to rank those four. Um, again, so Jared Allen, John Collins, Laurie, and Prince for nine cat. All right, so I'm on. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to take, which I, I imagine you're going to go this route as well, but I'm going to take Jared Allen first. Yeah, it's super close, but the more and more I thought about it, like it's maybe the summer league recency was a factor for why I was yeah. so in on Collins, but yeah, I think it's got to be Allen. And I'm sure he'll, I still expect him to play fewer minutes than Collins, but if you look at what he did the last two months of the season, he still outperformed him uh, fantasy-wise in twenty less than 24 minutes for Jared Allen. Uh, 28 minutes on the nose for John Collins, and Allen still pretty pretty handily beat him in nine cat. So that's enough for me. Um, I expect you know off season de- like development for both of them. Their minutes are going to increase, their roles will increase. But from what I've seen, I think Jared Allen will will uh, come out ahead. Yep, I'm totally with you there. I don't need to even talk about it. Um, yeah, uh, and then who do you have second? Then I'm gonna go John Collins. Yeah, same here. You can, uh, but it's close here. for me. I, I really like Markinen, but yeah. part of, part of what changes it for me, it's not so much that Jabari Parker could hurt him. Um, it's more that for Markinen, a big chunk of his value comes from three pointers. So I'd rather have a power forward on my team checking the big man boxes, and I pick up my threes with swingmen late in rounds. So even if it were completely neck and neck, which I don't think it is, I'd put Collins ahead. Um, I'd still take Collins. I think Levine hurts marketing more than Jabari does. I think Levine's yeah. going to be pretty close to 30 usage rate. Like, I, if I had to set the over-under, I'd probably say 28.5. Like, his usage, usage rate's going to be soaring. Um, so that's going to take... That guy wasn't there most of the last season, so um, that's a huge factor. I don't really think Wendell Carter 
affects him negatively. Maybe Jabari hurts him a tad, but yeah, I I would say it's not too close. Like I'd probably say it's a good round. I'm still in yeah. on marketing, but I'm not quite as much in on John Collins. Who I'd probably have it like 33, 34 minutes. Um, so I mean, to get that much in an up tempo team, like that's almost like he's playing 37, 38 minutes. Not quite that much, but like 35, 36. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's going to be that 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 system is going to be just loaded. Um, and actually, uh, I, I would I may put Prince ahead of Laurie. Yeah, I was just thinking that I was like, did I say? Because uh, I, I was only thinking of the three of them. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Torian was in the mix, but yeah, I'll I'll put uh, Torian Prince ahead of Markkinen. Okay. Just because he had such a disastrous start last year, so if you're just looking at his overall ranks or whatever, doesn't look that great. But man, did he turn it on after the break and. I mean, he was, what, top 40 cruising for a couple months there and, like, carried a lot of teams to the championship. So um, I loved what I saw. And like I said, there's just more questions with, with Laurie Markin, and you just went over a whole bunch of them. How's Levine going to affect him? Could Wendell Carter Jr. affect him? Blah, blah, blah. Um, you don't really see that with Torian Prince or John Collins and the Hawks. It's pretty clear cut. They're just going to turn these dudes loose. Yeah. And then um, I, I just – we saw like everything just as far as scoring goes. He just took off, uh, like so. Yeah, post break, uh, he was. Uh, whoop! Didn't run the split. One second here. Uh, Nineteen points per game, forty-four percent from the field. It's pretty good for a guy that made three point two threes, eighty-nine percent from the line, uh, one point three steals, one three point five assists. Isn't nothing. Five boards. Uh, that's just monster numbers. Uh, so especially. Uh, for a guy who was, he's basically last year's version of two years ago, which is Josh Richardson. The, for the first three, four months of the year, you're like, oh, why am I still holding on to this guy? And then, boom, like he probably helped you win a league. Uh, he was yeah. just so, so dominant. So, yeah, um, yeah like if if that worked for Josh Richardson, then maybe, maybe Turing Prince is this year's Josh Richardson too. Um, not so much on defensive stats, but definitely kind of similar outlook. Yeah, um, and I'll, I'll quickly call myself out for getting too impatient with Torian Prince last year. I mean, he was dragging teams through the mud. And on a couple live chats, I was like, yeah, I think you got to cut him. And then a month later, he was posting elite value. So my apologies to anyone who heard that terrible advice from me. <laughs> yeah, I cut him too in a league. It's, he was awful, yeah. man. Yeah, it was tough to justify. So yeah. anyway. So another good question that uh, uh, you had for me um, is Tobias Harris versus Otto Porter. All those injury concerns really are scaring me now. Uh, when he first got drafted, he had a ton of hamstring problems and this and that, and they're starting to come back, so I'm a little worried. That said, I think I would still take Porter, um, mm-hmm. but it's pretty close. Um, we're talking probably like four, five, six picks. But, um, yeah, I, I think Porter is just – he's basically, like I always say, he's like the new, the new old Kawhi, where he won't score a bunch, but he's just so solid everywhere. And Tobias – He's a little light on defense, um, but I think he can grow even more. Tobias is still pretty young, so it's it's close. Yeah. But, and yeah, I, Tobi- it can go either way. Like if I if I like say I rolled the dice, like say I took Kawhi at like pick twenty four, and I'm coming back again, uh, you know, or whatever I took him, you know, 10, 15 picks later, and I'm up. I'm yeah. like, okay, I'll probably take Tobias here because I don't want to roll with two guys that are hurt. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I mean, Otto's coming off the 77-game season, so that alleviates it a little bit. But I, I totally expect Tobias to feast this year. As you said, he's only 26. Doc Rivers loves him. He's going to be the featured scorer. Um, but I'll still, especially in 9-cat, I think give Otto the edge. Yeah. 
And he just, it just had that small procedure on his leg uh, that was a buildup with blood flow. Uh, so, oh, yeah. I forgot about so that's, that's small. It's small, though. Like, But it was nagging what we saw in the playoffs and stuff. So um, yeah. definitely something to keep in mind. I'm probably not taking Porter. I think his ADP is going to be too high. But um, I'm, I drafted Tobias in that mock we did first. And I, that was one of my favorite picks. All right. So um, let's go with another one you had. And that was uh, this is a great one. Uh, D'Angelo Russell versus DeJounte Murray. Uh, I'll let you answer your own question first this, on this one. Uh, I'm going DeJounte. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I just think, uh, especially in Roto, I mean, elite steals, um, if he could bring his percentage, his uh, free throw percentage up even a little bit, it's going to help him a ton. And, yeah, D'Angelo Russell, I just can he stay healthy? Can he improve his percentages? Can he lower his turnovers? There's so many questions. And I expect DeJounte, you know, 27 per minutes, uh, minutes per game over the final two months. I think you had said last week it was 29 or something after the break. Uh, gets rebounds out of positions. Um, yeah, I, I'll take him. Safer by a mile. Um, like, like you said, this guy's got constant knee issues. Um, we talked about how the Lakers a couple years ago yeah. hit that. Um, and, again, he's coming off a knee injury here. So I I would take DeJounte. I was surprised. I thought you were going to take Russell. I would say Jonas would probably take Russell. But upside, though, like easy. If I had to pick for pure upside, it's easily Russell. Uh, I think yeah. I think Russell could be a monster. Um, He'll take Russell. Yeah. Oh, for sure. There's no question. And but, it's closer in points leagues. I should just throw that out there. Uh, yeah, I would say in points leagues, I would take DAR pretty handily. Yeah. Because it's just, the steals are what's money here for DeJounte. He had 2.0 after the break. I think he's going to get two and change this year. It's still um, just the health concerns scare me about Oh, absolutely. Yeah. D'Angelo, so. Yeah. But, like, I mean, what are you looking at DeJounte? Like, he shot 46% post-break. He had 11 points. That's coming up. Um yeah, not too much though. Like Demar's going to affect him, but uh, it's clearly his team. Like they were comfortable letting Parker go. They obviously trust him. If they wanted to kind of teach him a little bit more, they would have probably kept Parker around. So, or maybe they maybe they were mad at Parker for the whole Kawhi thing. I don't know. Either way, um, yeah. I mean, we're talking fourteen points, seven eight boards from a point guard, maybe four assists, two steals. Not going to help you in threes, but I think he'll make close to seventy five percent from the line, forty six percent from the field. Like that's money. So, yeah, I'm with you there. But I do like D.A.R. He's having a really strong offseason. He's actually vacationing with Devin Booker right now. Uh, yeah. So, hopefully Booker's paying for a lot of stuff out there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it's uh, another close one, toughy one. Okay, so I had Jordan Bell versus Julius Randle. I'm taking Bell. Uh, these guys are in similar spots. I, I don't know how I feel about Boogie Cousins. Like, I know we I, – I think it's going to be an easy call pre-break. Pre-break you take Bell. But still, I think Bell's going to kind of rise to the top. We really saw him blossom uh, over in Summer League to do more things. Um, he's going to set more screens, I think. He didn't really set much screen, many screens last year. So I love him. Again, defensive stats, much like DeJounte. So I think you're going to be with me on this one. I don't know. Who do you want? Yeah, no, I'm completely with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Warriors are going to be so cautious with DeMarcus. They've telegraphed that they want the young guys, particularly Jordan Bell, to play more. And per minute, he's just an absolute beast. Um and Randall's counting stats look good, so in points leagues, you know, another one of those where it's closer, but he doesn't really contribute anything else. It's very vacant uh, points and boards. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take Jordan Bell, especially since uh, Randall's got uh, Miritich to deal with. Pretty much he's new Zebo. Uh, like, he's going to yeah. point and board, solid percentages, and then, like, nothing else. Um, like, kind of peak Zebo for any of you, buddy, anybody who's been playing fantasy for, like, 10 years. 
So, yeah, but yeah, I, I, and I do think that they're talking about playing Miritich at the three, which anybody who's watched the Bulls knew that was a mistake, but they're going to try it, and maybe AD could hide some of the mistakes out there. But yeah, I don't. I, when Randall gets drafted, I'm usually like, eh, I'm not really that too into him. Same. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll, I will say that on a per game uh, basis last year, according to Basketball Monster, Julius Randle was eight spots ahead of thirty uh, six year old Zach Randolph. So, nice. <laughs> I'll just throw that out there. There you go. So he's he's current Zebo, not old Zebo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When he when he said peak Zebo, I was like, I don't know about that. Well, I'm <laughs> saying like where he could go. I mean, he's still twenty three. Like, but I'm just saying That's the style which yeah, he fills a box for too. You know. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, how did Zebo went? Zippo was going like twenties, like in when he was like in Portland and all that. Man, I'm getting old. Anyways, uh, you had a good one. Gordon Hayward versus Nicholas Batum. And if, for you listeners, we're kind of trying to stay same position. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna take Hayward. Uh, maybe I, I just think he has a higher upside. I hate that Batum has been kind of struggling from the field. I do like that he's gonna play his more natural position. I think the coaching change is gonna be good for him. Um, but then again, um, take, taking MKG out of the lineup, a low-usage guy, putting in a higher-usage guy maybe with um, possibly Monk starting, which is fun for a last-round sleeper. But um, I'm, I'm going to take, take Hayward, for, um, which is weird to call him a little bit safer, uh, coming off missing basically the entire season minus 10 minutes. But, um, yeah, I'll take Hayward there. And I'm, to be clear, I'm not taking Hayward. Like He's probably going to go round four. I'm probably not looking to like 55, 60. Yeah. Well, we're going to disagree on this one. I, I guess I'm just a little more afraid of, of Hayward's injury coming off, as you said, a whole year off. I know he's had plenty of time, should be ready for camp. Uh, but with Jalen Brown there and Jason Tatum, the Celtics do not have to push Gordon Hayward. I think they'll be very safe with him. We don't know if he's going to play back-to-backs. I'm assuming he won't. Uh, probably have a minute limit. It, just a lot of things going against him in my eyes. Uh, whereas Batum, yeah, maybe I'm buying in too much to the James Brego wants to make him more of a playmaker, more natural position, etc. Um, but and I'm sort of a softy for Batum because I had him multiple years when he was like a top top forty year after year. Um, I know he's fading, but I I still expect him to be a top sixty guy, so I'll take him. I'll also show my uh, my age when. But Tomb's rookie season, when he was like kind of quiet, I was like, "Yeah, like, this guy's gonna be good." And like, I used to always draft him like last round. But um, yeah, but Tomb's but Tomb's so good. Like early earlier this decade, like the guy was like one one. He was like Mister One One and One Three and Three Blocks and everything. Um, okay, so um, I had backup point guard special possibly starting with one um, Spencer Dinwiddie versus Isaiah Thomas. Who would you rather own? So that's tough. Um, I I'm gonna maybe hot take Isaiah Thomas here. Uh, he was so bad last year that it's really hard to swallow that and recommend him. But I think even in a backup role, his upside is just superior. So I'll probably take him for sheer upside. The safer play is Dinwiddie, obviously. Um, but I think if I'm swinging for the fences in the late, in the, you know, round 11, I'll take Isaiah Thomas. I would take Thomas. It's not that close for me. Uh, Thomas, uh, okay. I mean, this guy's coming off first round value a year ago. So, I mean, yeah, like you said, if, even if he only plays 23 minutes, that's pretty good. Um, yeah, and Dinwiddie was kind of bad after the break. Um, pretty much everything fell. He only scored 10.0 points. He shot 38% from the field. Um, 6.1 assists, that's down from his pre-break numbers. His boards fell off. 
Um, yeah, it was just it was bad. Like he, he always had low turnovers, but it was pretty much kept that the same. But what, what do you think the scouting report caught up with him? One of those things? Maybe because I mean this guy took a while to get going. Like yeah. he was tossed around for a couple teams, and maybe the Bulls and Pistons should have cut him. But yeah, I, I would take it for just because he was so so good last year. To keep it short. Um, moving on, uh, you had a good one. Kind of similar guys: Kyle Anderson versus Rondé Hollis Jefferson. I'll go first. I love, this is great. I'm in on Kyle Anderson. Uh, like you can get him last round, but I'm still going to take Rondé. Uh, I think Rondé is, is... I'm not worried about Ken Freed or anybody taking minutes from him. Uh, maybe on occasion, like Dudley closes if they're down like eight or nine and they need threes or something like that. But it's not going to really cost them more than like a minute or two per game. So um, I, I like Rondé. I mean, he's really neat, stepped up where we needed him to. Um, kind of a sneaky... Like in a, I don't know. I, I, I'm just, I would take Rondé. But I do like Anderson. You can get him much later. Okay. I'm taking Kyle Anderson, actually. Ooh, okay. I, yeah. I think uh, I love where he's at in, in Memphis, and should I expect his minutes to go up, I expect his usage to go up. Um, and he's really good for Roto. He doesn't turn the ball over. His free throw percentage isn't great, but so be it. Uh, shot fifty, almost 53% from the field last year with 1.6 steals, 0.8 blocks. That's where he makes his hay. But, you know, chipping in five and a half boards, almost three assists. And, again, I expect the minutes to go up and all those numbers to go up. So I I think he's going to be in a lot of my teams. Yeah, I think so. I'm going to draft him pretty aggressively. Like, how high would you go? If I see him at 75, I'm Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Like the, I think he could be a top 60 guy. I think he can get him later. But, uh, yeah, that's, oh, that's going to be it. You and I are going to probably have to snipe each other at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You hit uh, everything. I'm going to add one thing. Uh, the Grizzlies want to play him in four positions. Uh, I love that. So, I mean, they're going to yeah. play him. He handles the ball. We see him. It's uh, not to tie in the summer league. He he has he needs a to, uh, a statue outside of Thomas and Mack Center for his dominating time in Las Vegas Summer League. <laughs> um, all right. So that's it for ours. Uh, let's get to your questions here. Uh, Mark Bloss, sorry if I mispronounced. Uh, simple question: sixteen team eight cat, um, Curry or Jokic? I'm going first. I'll take Nikola Jokic, and I'll give you multiple reasons. Uh, center scarcity is definitely one of them. Um, he's coming off a healthy season when he played seventy-five games. He's already elite top ten. He's only getting better. Um, yeah, and there's no clear risk of DMPs. There's uh, he's not going to play limited minutes down the stretch. Whereas Curry, you know, at the most important time in, in the fantasy schedule, could suddenly sit out a game here or there. Uh, you could absolutely make a case for Steph. I get it, but I'd rather take a, a healthy center with with top six potential. Easy, easy, Jokic. Um, it's not like the turnover factor is going to hurt him too much. He's not great for turnovers at two eighty games, so it's not like that's a big difference, but. As I've said, Jokic is number five, locked and loaded right now. Uh, if I'm drafting, so, um, I had him and Dame like kind of teetering on who I wanted to take at five. But if I'm sitting five, I'm like I'm almost for sure. No, I'm going to get Jokic unless somehow town slides or something, which wouldn't happen with any of us. Yeah. But, like after just if you're new to the pod or something, um, Davis, Cat, Gian- uh, Giannis, Harden. Either way, it's that's that that's my tough debate. Like, when I'm trying to rank my first round, that's where I usually run to its toughest. Do you have a take on that, just to, make, kind of to add a new who would you rather own? Between who here? Giannis and Harden. Giannis and Harden. Uh, hmm. That is tough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just in a redraft keeper? Or a yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Dynasty should be Giannis, but 
I mean, I'd probably take yeah, well, yeah, easily. Um, just for next year, I'd. I, See, I, 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 it's Giannis for me. Yeah, I'd I love go. I'd probably go Giannis. Yeah, we've seen Harden's best, and Giannis is still right on his heels there. Yeah, and Giannis is only going to get better. So yeah, but that's crazy. MVP, and you're picking him fourth. Anyways, yeah. Uh, but yeah, good question. And yeah, I love Curry, but like you said, it, it's too much risk. I mean, the ankle injuries last year were so so rough, and this is really the second time it's been serious with ankle injuries. Yeah. Uh, they joke about it like it's it's cool and all. Um, uh, so David Eckhout, sorry, you guys, I'm terrible at pronouncing names. Uh, I'm worse than like I won't call any announcers out. Anyways, uh, got a kind of ranking situation here. We got Eric Bledsoe, Dar Rubio, and Dejounte. We know where two of them are. Um, I think Bledsoe's still got to be first, uh, then Rubio, then Dejounte, then Dar. Fairly sizable gap. Maybe a round or two with Bledsoe Rubio. I'm sorry, Bledsoe Rubio are close, and then maybe a little yeah. round or two gap, and then Dejounte over Dar. Yeah, you, exactly. Yeah, we, <laughs> we don't really need these guys are pretty much in the same situations, uh, Bledsoe and Rubio. But yeah, keeping an eye on Bledsoe, but he finished the season with a thumb injury and was reportedly going to be wearing like a, a soft cast or something for a couple months. We haven't heard anything since then. It, I don't think it's serious, but that's just something to keep an eye on. Yeah, I have to check something actually while we. Before we do something next, yeah. Well, I'll, so let me ask. Yeah, I'll, I'll ask you this question, and while you're yeah, while you're looking. So. Oh, okay. Yep. What is so we got a dynasty, uh, which also we should mention for the draft guide. Ryan and I and a bunch of others, we did. Uh, we're doing a dynasty mock, and you'll know my answer to this question based on where I took them. Uh, Keon Clark's asking DeAndre Ayton or Luka Doncic. Yeah, so that is a tough one. Uh, I actually think he'll take Ayton in the hopes that he turns into just a dynastic big man you know dominating with top six value for for a decade I, I don't know frankly I haven't seen him play against uh, NBA level competition enough to really make a firm call here so don't take my word for it uh, Doncic seems much safer he's a proven commodity on a pro stage he could basically do it all um, but I don't I don't I don't have a super strong take on this but that's that's what I got I took Doncic uh, I just I just I love the guy, man. Uh, I think he's gonna be just stat stuffing filler everywhere, like MVP caliber player. Uh, I just I'm sold completely. Like he reminds me of Harden, man. Uh, I could just see him not quite, you know, like I, like I said, Harden was 10% body fat to combine, yeah. and like I, I just think he's gonna be a superstar. And I can't believe as much as I love the Hawks and I talk him up, I'm I don't forgive them for passing on that guy. But yeah, I actually I think you mentioned the risk. I think Doncic is riskier. Um, just because, like you said, the big man like is everything. Obviously, the Suns trust him with all their heart. He doesn't have any competition at all. Like he still has to do, maybe DSJ has a big season, um, which he can do. I love DSJ too. So uh, competition to be the superstar is a little tougher for him. Yeah, um, so, the, so the so the thing I looked up, uh, mm-hmm. I looked up Bledsoe's splits with Jabari Parker, and I'm surprised to find out he was actually considerably worse when he was um, with him. I'm sorry, when he was without him, meaning Parker going away, based on the stats, hurts Bledsoe. Like, almost <laughs> all his stats are down. Like, it's, it's basically, like, he's better on court. So when he's next to Jabari, he's better better in points with Jabari, better in rebounds with Jabari, better in assists with Jabari. Like, that's, it's just crazy. Better from the field <laughs> with Jabari, better from the free throw line, which totally matters. Like, it's kind of wild. 
yeah. I don't know if I buy that. But. I'm not too worried about that. But yeah. <laughs> a quick uh, finish on the dynasty. Two things for, about Mike. Number one, he's on the clock. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> oh, I'm back on two, again? Okay. Yeah, you're back on. And number two, he's picked like eight rookies in the first <laughs> ten, ten picks. I, I kid you not. It's crazy. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, you can check it out in the draft guide. I went. Yeah. I, I changed my t- uh, you know, wrote my name in there and I changed it yeah, to yeah. Hinky's Burner. And the, the whole mock draft will be in the draft guide. So yeah, I went. I almost like had fun with it. I always just wanted to, you know. Yeah. I, I usually go for a mixture of vets and young guys. I was like, I'm just going to go all rookies. And yeah. I also, and by the way, my first round pick was Joel Embiid, so that's why the Hinky Burner thing was like I thought it was pretty good. Um, yeah, I do like Aiton, but anyways, uh, Scott Hutton's got a couple questions, pretty good ones. Uh, we're talking Dynasty, Mario Hazonia or Stanley Johnson. I'll go first. Um, man, I like Johnson. He kind of burned me. Uh, I thought he was going to be pretty good, but I, I'm not eager to take either, but, um, I guess I'll take Mario. Uh, I thought Mario was encouraging last year. They obviously trust him. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not like a guy I'm going to be strong I literally, the only thing I wrote down after this question was, gotta take Mario, I guess, question yeah. mark. <laughs> yeah. Just because Johnson hasn't really shown me he can be uh, offensively potent enough to really maintain mid-round value consistently, so I don't know. I'd, I'd say more, but we got to start quick hitting these for or sure. we're going to go can, go for two hours. You can count Stanley Johnson's games, strong games on one hand. Yeah. Uh, for, for as long as his career has been, it's pretty bad. Um, so this is an interesting question, and you're going to hate my answer. So he's kind of asking for a 2019 version of Chris, which I assume is like a guy that looks like he could dominate with lack of just everything around him and potential stat upside. No, no, this is going to sound bad, but you know who reminds me of him the most as far as situation goes? I do not. Do you have one? Did you come up with one? Uh, no, I looked at this and I was like, yeah. I, I, I don't I know. Snuck it in there. If I, I thought about space. it for ten minutes, I could, yeah. I could think of one. I said John. I'm saying John Collins. John Collins. Huh? Well, I love John Collins, and I'm not like I've screwed up on Chris. I don't. And one thing I got to look into, which I got to follow up on, and he also ties into it too, was high foul rate. Like I, Chris's high foul rate was like, oh man, I like this guy, but the foul rate may come back and bite me. But John Collins' foul rate started to go down, which which makes me feel more comfortable rolling the dice on him. But yeah. just to be clear, I, I'm still drafting Collins extremely aggressively, but I could I could see myself getting burned on that. Hmm. So. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. I Like I said, I couldn't come up with one. Yeah. Uh, so Emmanuel Peralta is asking, we just answered this one, AD or Beard, but it's got to be AD. Like, with the, you're taking AD first and not looking back. I just hope he stays healthy. Yeah, it's AD or Cat for me. So. Yeah, Cat also, yep, yep. Uh, so we got a rank four and a keeper. Um, we also this is basically the same question but redone. Uh, Jared Allen, Braun Collins, Jonathan Isaac, and Jalen Brown in order. I like them. Um, I, I'd probably go Allen, Isaac, Collins, Brown. Yeah, that's exactly what I got. Yeah. I mean, I, Isaac literally could be number one for me with his ridiculous defensive potential. It's like Kirilenko esque uh, steals Ooh. and blocks. Uh, yeah, I, I love it. And if he can develop his offensive game, yeah, he may may overtake Allen. So he's kind of an easy number two for me, actually. Yeah, I think it's it's close. Allen easy, but yeah, okay. Isaac's upside just is, is insane, dude. Like what we saw yeah. in summer league, they're gonna play him and Gordon together a lot, possibly Sardom together. Um, so that we've really seen Clifford talk that up. So yeah, and Brown's distant. Like I, I think Brown's a great player, but not for fantasy. 
Uh, Nine Cat Dynasty, we got Curry, Kawhi, Embiid. Uh, I think it's easily Embiid first. Okay, I'm I'm actually oh this is Dynasty. I'm yeah, Dino. Yeah, I was I just read Nine Cat and then their names. Uh, oh yeah, easily Embiid. Yep. And who you got after that? Probably Kawhi actually. Yeah, I would take Kawhi next. He's just younger and yeah, younger. Not, yeah. I wonder if Curry's family life would curtail his career a little bit. I mean, he's three three years younger for, in Dynasty. That's enough for me. Yeah, that's that's definitely the big selling point there. Um, and also, too, LeBron possibly had mentioned that he would consider running for office. He kind of like downplayed it, but he said it's on the table. Like, imagine writing a boy but like, oh, LeBron James said he was considering running, running for office, and like you had to like cut down his dynasty value. It's like, oh, he's maybe running for something in 2024, so like you're going to get capped out. And then someone, I forget who added me this, he said DMP primary. He's like, oh, brilliant. He, yeah, he could just write like LBJ 2024 on his sneakers and probably win the election. Yeah, and so much props for him for starting a school and donating all that money. Yeah, that was awesome. I love LeBron. He's such a good dude. Um, okay, so Eli's asking a question about where it would take Tyreek. I've seen him all over the place, man. I'm not interested. I still think, and I got burned last year. I was like, don't, I'm not touching Tyreek. I'm not touching him again. Uh, this guy's always hurt except for last year and he got whatever he got last year. Uh, he did have some personal issues with like family stuff. Um, so it wasn't total garbage that he was missing games. But it, it kind of was. Yeah. But uh, I, I mean, asking me that is like it just doesn't make sense. So I'm, I'm not taking him to like round 12. But like I think if you want Tyreek, you're probably looking like round 7. Uh, he's going to come up the bench. They're going to play him at the point guard spot. So that actually hurts Collison a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean... Peek out maybe if like if you are into this and you want to maybe you don't know how injury prone he is maybe mm-hmm. you take him like sixth but I'm not no if he's going that early I won't have him anywhere yeah. um I think he's in a great spot actually with the second unit in in Indiana and but for me he was dead in the water for fantasy had that fluky well, I mean it wasn't fluky whatever he's a good player he had a breakout sort of resurgence last year before being shut down on that janky Grizzlies team um but yeah I'm not going to touch him until like maybe the 90 100 range if that yeah it's, um probably later for me yeah but, which may sound bad but uh yeah and actually you could tie him into the um the who would you rather own Isaiah Thomas Spencer Dinwiddie and Tyreek like they're all like back at point guards you know although, yeah like, although Tyreek's kind of a shooting I'd, guard I'd probably I'd probably go Thomas well yeah Thomas Tyreek and uh, Dinwiddie okay I would I would put Tyreek last for the reasons I said mm, yeah uh, Dynasty good one uh, we got Fultz Murray I think that's Jamal I didn't write down the first name sorry and then DSJ so you buying into the Drew Hanlon crew? Oh, that's tough. Yeah. Um, again, I missed the context that this was Dynasty, but uh, <laughs> uh, I'll go first. Um, yeah, you go first. Give me a time to think about the yeah, Dynasty I, Im- implications here. I still believe in Jamal Murray, man. Uh, I mean, the year difference. He's way, way safer. We know he's. Mm. I think he's super durable. The fact that he played through a hernia injury got out, and also too props for getting a concussion, only missing one game. Like, I think that's a huge thing. Um, but, yeah, he's the safest. He's still super young. Um, he's on a great team that's going to play tons and tons of offense. I'm, okay, Isaiah may hurt him this year, but Isaiah isn't going to come back and play minimum deal next year. Like, this isn't a long-term thing. Um, yeah. So I would take him. Then I still think i got to take DSJ. Uh, we saw the Fultz stuff where the Sixers scouts were reportedly saying, like, yo, don't draft this guy. 
But, I mean, like, last round flyers, yeah, I'm totally cool with. And I do, like, think Fultz could turn it around, but I think DSJ's upside is just as high as Fultz's is. Um, but, yeah, the risk is obviously way, way heavier on Fultz. Yeah, I, so I, I agree. I actually had Jamal Murray easily for this year. I think that's that's yeah. a no-brainer. Yeah. Um, but you're right. Why why take the risk that DSJ and Fultz can can fix the flaws and increase their efficiency to such an extent that blah, 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 that they could even rival Jamal Murray, the value that he put up last year. Um, I, I'd rather bet on Murray adding little things and tweaking his game and getting better with the teammates around him and, and growing into a top 30 guy. Um, so yeah, I'll go Murray and then it's kind of a toss up for me with Fultz and DSJ. I'll say Fultz next just to go contrary to you. Nice. <laughs> but I'm the Drew Hanlon. Uh, and also, uh, shout, out, I wrote, shout out to my own column. Um, I, had, I showed this to you or if you check my column, I put a list together of all the Drew Hanlon guys that he's worked with. Yeah, I saw that. Do you want to, want to run through real quick? Here you go. Jason Tater, Marco Fultz, Joel Embiid, DeAnthony Melton, Gordon Hayward, Kelly Oubre, Jordan Clarkson, breakout, kidding, uh, Tareem Prince, uh, KCP, Mo Bamba, Semi Ojale, Zach Levine, Andrew Wiggins, Solomon Hill, bounce back, uh, Orlando's Justin Jackson, Myers Leonard, Check the Yellow, Andrew White, Jalen Adams, and Two Chains. Play a part nice. in the most expensivest podcast. So that's quite a list right there. But anyways, yeah. uh, back on track here. Let's see. Um, Vince throwing some shade. Ben Simmons or Bryce Johnson. I won't mention what that's in reference to. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty funny. Made me laugh. Uh, and Mind Taster asked, this is going to be easy for us. Um, Kawhi or Gobert? It's, I know you and I are going to say Gobert easily. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we've discussed uh, Kawhi so much on this pod. So yeah, a healthy center with first round upside versus the dude with you know top five but endless question marks. That's easy. Yeah, it's so easy. Uh, and then uh, Arvin DeCastro asked a uh, three part, which were all relevant, so we could kind of go through them. Uh, one of them was easy. Um, Middleton or actually two of them were easy for me. Um, Middleton or Clay? That's easy. Uh, Middleton. Easy, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we had actually tied some. I thought I thought these were all kind of easy, actually. But... Yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> I guess they are. I thought he's we... coming on Middleton's eighty-two game season. He's not a shutdown risk. I, the, yeah. yeah, I think that. Yeah, was it is. I guess it is. And someone asked me this: uh, Is Jason Tatum for redraft? Sorry, I didn't put this uh, the question in your name and stuff. Um, is he in the, Is Jason Tatum in the same tier as Middleton in redraft? I don't think he is. For redraft, no, especially with Hayward impacting him and. Yeah, I wouldn't say so. Yeah. Um, and then this this is the toughest one of the bunch. Uh, CJ McCollum or Bradley Beal? It's, it's pretty easy for me, but I don't know. I feel like I'm... I think easily Beal. Yeah. I, I, was, yeah. I wasn't sure if I, I... I'm, like, obsessed with Bradley Beal. So. No, but Beal outplayed him last year, and McCollum just seems like he's peaked. Like, we've seen what he can do fantasy-wise, and it's not going to be better than top 40, whereas Beal absolutely is, so... Yep. Um, all I, all I easily. And then Tyreek versus Lou Will is, is easily. Lou Will is, I'm big in on Lou Will. Yeah, coming off a huge year, he's just going to be asked to fire away. So it'll yeah. actually be, be fun to own Lou Will. I'll be interested what his ADP is. Yep. And also, uh, I just looked up Gobert's splits with uh, Donovan Mitchell uh, per 36. He's 15, 12, 2.5 blocks, um, 69% in the field. It's pretty nice for him. Sixty-one um, percent from the field, so that's yeah. He's gonna. I think. Go, what's Gobert for you? Six, sixteen, and twelve, and close to three blocks. Like, give me that. Yeah. So, I mean. Yeah. 
Okay, and then B-Town Commission, she's asking uh, 10 cats, so we're talking 9 cat plus 3 point percentage. Uh, picking 2, Middleton is the obvious one. And then Auto Porter or Covington, I think it's got to be Auto, um, just because of the extra depth uh, that the Sixers have picked up. Uh, not that I think Covington's going to get hurt. Um, hurt, you know, in a metaphorical sense. Um, I think he's, I think it'll be all right. But I think it's easily Middleton, easily Auto, easily Covington, three. Yeah, I have Otto and Middleton a lot closer. Um, I actually, this is the one with three point percentage as a tenth cat. Yeah. Uh, I haven't looked up their respective three point percentages, so that honestly that might tip the balance for me between Otto and Middleton. I think they're that close, uh, okay. and then Covington, Covington last. Yeah, that's easily Covington last. So your pick too, we we would take Middleton and Porter. It's like easy part, but um, yeah, yeah. I think Otto was higher, so thirty six percent for Middleton last year. I think Porter was... And Otto's... 44. Elite. Yeah, that's Yeah, big, so, all right, give me Otto. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. But we'll that's pick what two I thought. Uh, like I said, I'm worried about the injuries. Oh, pick, oh it was a pick two. Yeah, yeah we'll just rank him. We'll rank him up. Yeah. Um, uh, Nate Swan's got a couple real dynasties. So, basically, their real-life salaries are how they're used. Um, you have to basically put a roster together that fits for an NBA salary cap, more or less. Uh, I think I've seen a couple people in this league ask me questions. Uh, again, John Isaac or John uh, John Collins. So John Isaac's gonna get a bigger, gonna get paid sooner. Um, or no, excuse me. Paid, I'm sorry about that. Get paid the same time. So um, yeah, it's pretty much the same. They're gonna probably wind up getting the same deals like until they become unrestricted. Yeah, apparently. I uh, just looked it up. It looks like Isaac is making about two million more this year. Um, so for that's what not that's a big worth, deal, though. Like, I don't no, no, no. Yeah. But for what that's worth, and and as you said, they both come up for the same uh, team. Well, it's team options for Collins for the next two years, and Isaac also team options for the next two years, but significantly more money because of where they were drafted. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, not a huge thing to sway it. And so, where, where are you going on this one? I think, Isaac, so it's, I think it's, like I said, the money isn't a big deal. I would, I would lean Isaac there. Like we said, yeah. I think he'd be a super yeah. duper star. This is also nine cat with double doubles instead of turnovers, though. So that does help Collins. So it makes a shade yeah. closer, plus the money. So yeah, it's close though. Like all those, all those ish, league specific issues definitely help Collins. Like Collins is going to double double like a madman this year, I think. Yeah, so. but I'm I'm saying dynasty, and we we sort of covered this earlier. Yeah. But I'll go I'll go with Isaac over Collins for sure. And NBA info is asking a couple good questions to end. I thought they were this guy definitely is looking for a draft stuff already. Uh, Jay Rich or Dunn in an eight cat? This one's easy for me. Yeah, Jay Rich. Yeah, it's easily Jay Rich. Um, I think Dunn will be all right, but Jay Rich is locked locked and loaded. Um, top fifty yeah. pick. I think Dunn's Help, helps done an eight an eight cap, but still Jared. Yeah, so. for sure. And then Isaac and Wendell Carter Jr. Two guys I want to draft so bad. Yeah, I'm 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 taking Isaac. I think Wendell Carter Jr. looks awesome, and he's in a great spot for minutes. But if it's close, I'll always go with the guy with a year of NBA experience. So, give me Isaac. Same here. Uh, I do want Wendell bad though. Like I, I would if I don't draft bigs early and I wind up somehow getting, okay. So say I draft guards early. Like say I wind up picking Dame and maybe Paul George in my first two picks or somebody yep. else in round three. And I, I would seriously love to go, Allen Collins, Isaac Carter. Like boom, 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 boom. Maybe a little bit gap between uh, the call. You could probably go get. I got Isaac in round eight. I feel like he's rising though. 
Yeah, yeah. Especially yes. if you if you if you keep picking him in round seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm definitely in on him. Like, I'm no, I, I like it. Him. I like it. He, he's looked awesome. So yeah. So all right. Um, so we're out of here on that. This is we kind of did. I didn't really look anything up. Neither did you. We just kind of did it. This is like pre-draft guide going into the cave mode. Uh, so Mike, we're, bef- we are going to finish up there. Okay. Before we before we get out of here, I'm sad that you cut my old head question. Uh, my, I did cut your old head question. My Dirk Nowitzki versus Pau Gasol question. <laughs> I wanted to give give the veterans a chance to shine. Who would you, who would you rather own then? I, I know we're not taking either, but say it's 30 deep and literally those are your two options. Dirk? I'm probably taking Dirk because it's, it's probably his farewell tour. He's he's going to – I think he's a bit safer uh, – Oh, overall value, yeah, and and I, and the Spurs are going to be developing Pirtle, I think, as their sort of center of the future. So yeah, and also too, uh, Eddie Sefko was covered the Dallas Morning News pretty much since he was drafted. Dirk, um, he mentioned Dirk as a possible like super sub. Oh, yeah. I see. That would be interesting because yeah. their starting front is a little bit muddled. So that would yeah. that would cl- clarify things quite uh, a bit. They're, they're leaning to start him now. Yeah, sorry, I just wanted to shoehorn that in there. Yeah, there you go. Good one to end on. So, I don't know, we're pretty much grasping at straws for the pod, but we'll come up with stuff. Um, we got the Dynasty stuff. We'll be doing kind of like draft guide, things we're working on, and all this stuff. Uh, if you ask a good question, uh, we'll definitely work it in, because we're definitely in August right now, and there's like nothing going down. So, we're not talking about Mellow or anything like that. We don't need, we've done that plenty. Alright, so we're out of here on that. You guys enjoy your weekend. We'll catch you next week. And thanks for coming on, Ryan. Thanks, Mike.